You're listening to The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio, starring Dan Peck. Have you seen the card for the New Japan show tomorrow? It's going to be sweet. Eric Flores. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. And CKCC Radio's founder, Chris O'Mealy. Breaking news. I have a crush on Sasha Banks. Listen to CKCC Radio wherever you find your favorite podcast. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Nerd Table. This is episode number 80. We're getting old, boys. As always, I'm Chris O'Mealy, joined by my two co-hosts in crime. First, let me introduce you all to Dan Peck. All greetings and salutations. Yes, uh, we are getting old. We are, and Jeff is tired of hearing it because he's older than all of us. You don't have exclusive rights to being old. You know, you're only as old as you feel, which makes me 63. And also joining us is in the middle of... <laughs> I don't even know what to say here. I guess he's the duel master right now, or he's losing a duel. But uh-huh. cur- currently actively involved in an active Yu-Gi-Oh! duel that he may or may not be winning is our good friend Eric Flores. Well, how's it going? Who is channeling his inner tally right now. (laughs) I'm like really fucking focused. (laughs) Yeah, we we decided to start the episode before Eric's match finished because we thought it would be funny to hear it play out in real time. So, going good over there, buddy? It's, uh, it's going. It's rough. (laughs) I heard you like it that way. Oh my god, when we were doing uh, one of the last park hoppers when we had Katie on, and you made a reverse cowgirl joke at her, and I almost choked on my own (laughs) spit, because I started laughing. Because how dare you, Eric? How dare I? How dare you? (laughs) Katie's like our little sister, and she's told us that before, like, she looks at the two of us as her big brothers... Because we always rip on her and give her so much shit. But at the we same do. time, we care about her deeply and no one else is allowed to mess with her. That's the rule, right? Yeah. Yeah, that is the rule. No, 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 no. Only we make fun. Not you. We. So we have a loaded-ass show for you guys here. Uh, we have questions. We have an entertainment challenge. We've got news. We have a lot of stuff. <clears throat> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of jump right into things and just get the ball moving. And then we'll, uh, well, you know how we do this. The show never stays on point, first off. Uh, we have a couple of new listeners who I know are just tuning into this episode, mostly to hear how they do in the game. And a couple others out of curiosity to hear our podcasting skills. Um, I kind of don't know if I should... Alright, I'm not going to give the details on this, but I'm involved in a project that's going to be debuting this summer. And it's going to be very entertaining. Even if you don't know or appreciate the subject matter. So, I'll just leave it at that. That'll be my my little teaser promotion. And I, I know the whole CM Punk rule, like... Don't promote stuff that isn't going to happen, but this is definitely going to happen, so we'll, uh, I don't mind saying it. 
Um, I'm also working on a project with our good friend Adrian Cotton. Y'all know Adrian, right? Yeah, I remember. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I've never met him, but I know him. Or under his shoot name. Emerson. But I tried to call him the other day, and his voicemail is so amazingly professional. He's like, this is Emerson A. Cotton, a travel agent, and he goes into like a whole spiel, and I love it. So professional. I also tried to call another buddy of mine, and his voicemail is just like, uh, you've reached the phone of me. Leave a message. Oh, okay. I'll do that. I don't think I put a personalized greeting on a phone in forever. Yeah, so I had one on mine, and then... It didn't save, and I just lost all the care of putting another one up there. Besides, it's always lame, too. I'm just like, this is Chris, leave a message. And I probably won't call you back. Yeah, why didn't you send me a text? Yes. You know, like, the whole this meeting could have been an email? This phone call could have been a text. Story of my life right now. Well, here's the thing. I don't mind talking on the phone. I don't have a problem with it. Sometimes I want to talk to somebody instead of just texting back and forth because I actively want to talk to them. In that case, I will call them. But, yeah, I get it. It's an anxiety thing, and I struggle. You want to reach out and touch somebody? Maybe I do, Daniel. Uh, For me, it's an anxiety thing, but I also, I don't hear very well on the phone. What? I just, yeah, it's I just <laughs> exactly what. And after the fourth time, someone's told me something. I just, you know, whatever. I hope it's not important. <laughs> Did you hate or that context clues after that point? Or you just, you just smile and nod. Uh huh. Okay. Yes, the Homer Simpson smile and nod. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> so, uh, first thing I'd like to talk about: there is some breaking news. As we're going on the air here tonight, we're recording this on Friday evening, March the 18th. Happy birthday, Dom, by the way. My jock sheep in Animal Crossing celebrating his birthday today. Uh, I got him a ball catcher, if anybody's curious. I have a birthday coming up on Sunday. Now, I just want to know if anybody heard ball catcher and didn't know where I was going with that. It's quite. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I did not know where you were going with that. <laughs> Leave it to Eric <laughs> to, to go that direction. I'm just like, oh, okay. It's hey, a, I'm learning stuff. It's a sto- uh, it's a storage unit for athletic balls. It's soccer balls. I, I bet it is. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it is. You are 100% correct, sir. <sighs> Thanks, Eric. Always a pleasure, bud. Yeah, you know, I do what I do. Dude, I was thinking about some of our some of our theme park stories the other day, and like that was something I kind of wanted to talk about on the show a little bit. I'm already off the walls because I just said we had breaking news before we go on. I'm already changing the subject. But I had a story that I was thinking about the other day that I don't know if we've told on this show before. So I kind of wanted to just throw it out there because I always thought it was a really, really funny story. But it was the time... <laughs> It was the time that uh, you and I were doing, I want to say, I think I was the one loading the pre-show at some, and you were in the design lab. Yeah, it had to be, because I did this to you on purpose. 
And I specifically filled the room with all young kids. So when the doors opened, you got plowed by like 16 kids that were like anywhere between 9 and 12. And they just plowed you over and ran to the station and you had no control. And I just smiled and waved at you. Do you remember that by any chance? I don't. (laughs) You put that one out of your memory? You know, there's a lot of bad things that happened that I I put out of my uh, memory. (laughs) No, I I, I specifically did that on purpose. I remember (laughs) this because I just wanted to mess with you. I don't doubt that. I do not doubt that. Well, there were a bunch of kids in line. That's why. There were a bunch of kids in line, and I decided to just have fun with it, and I split them up. It was... I want to say... I don't think it was like a school group or something. I think it might have been like a birthday party. Which you can do when you're local in a theme park area. You can have your birthday party at your local theme park. Can you imagine the fucking white privilege that would be? Uh, That's just called Florida privilege at that point. (laughs) That's Orlando privilege. Because everybody has an annual pass, so they probably just let the kids go nuts. But there were a lot of kids. It was like 20 kids. And I think filling up a a pre-show was 16, if I'm not mistaken. So that was easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get them to actually do the thing, or did you just have to get a pre preload? No, there were. No, no, no. They did the thing. Okay. Uh, Well, I don't remember at that point because that wasn't my issue. (laughs) That was Eric's problem. (laughs) (laughs) But they they got to Eric. That was his problem. And Eric clearly doesn't remember this happening. But but here's here's the best part of it. There were two couples in front of the kids who specifically stepped aside to let the whole group group go in by themselves so they wouldn't have to deal with them. And I, uh, I got to respect that. I would, too. I was just like, yeah, no way. They, they knew. They knew what was happening. They kind of did. And they're like, are you guys all together? Like, you guys all want to go together? And I remember the couples were like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, if you want to put them in the next one, like, go ahead. Which means they were probably annoying them in line the whole time. Yeah. They didn't have an yeah. issue with that. Neither did I. Eric may have, but but I just our lines get kind of ridiculous. The the thing about so is that like literally that that entire queue could hold about an hour's worth of people, and then if half if one side goes down, it doubles the wait time. Immediately doubles because there's only four robots. Right. So and- imagine being in like in line for two hours with just children. And here's the thing. It was also a really short queue line. So you're not getting away from the kids. It's not like it's going to snake around and you're going to get away from them for a while. You are next to them the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I get it. I get also, it. Also, Disney, it's about the kids. So it's just always kids. <clears throat> Did you ever right see... where you go, kids. Did you see that thing that there's like there's like angry parent groups online that get mad at the childless millennials that go to Disney and how it ruins the experience for real families and how Disney's supposed to be for families and they have no business being there and that all of us horrible childless millennials all basically revolted and now when we go to the parks we openly brag about how we're childless millennials having a good time at Disney as a way to get yeah. back at these horrible parents well, one the one's actually ruining the experience. Yeah, the, the the parents are the ones ruining the experience. It's never really the kids. Yeah, they're annoying, but they'll grow out of it. 
Right, but kids are kids. Grow into being, but not before my Disney weekend's over. <laughs> no, you are right about that. You know what's funny? Dan's the one that's never been to Disney, and he now lives closer than either of us do, Eric. I think that's for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were just like, how far can we get from Disney? Oh, we could have gotten further. <laughs> we could have gotten way further, actually. It's the furthest place in the continuous United States where you would be the furthest from both of them. I think... Somewhere in Minnesota. Brian. Brian. Hey, Brian. Shout out to Brian. Is it like... Yeah, I, can, I think I can go further north. There's an entire state north of me that I don't want to live in. No offense, Dan. I don't want to uh, live I, there. Guess what? As, uh, as soon as I was old enough, I wasn't there either. And neither was the rest of my family. That was another thing somebody somebody got on me for. They're like, you t- how come you're always talking about how you'd never live back in New Jersey, but all you do is brag about being from Jersey? I'm like, you just don't get it. I love the fact that I'm from New Jersey. I also love the fact that I don't pay to live there anymore because it's really expensive and not worth it. You don't even live in like a, you know, a good state for that, but it's just a better state for that. No, you're yeah. you are right about that. Because Pennsylvania still sucks. It's just better compared to New York and New Jersey. Well, then again, and, and New England for the most part. <laughs> I mean, isn't it like the... I think it is the most expensive, if not the second most expensive city. I, we can Google this. We're, we're in front of computers. What, New York City? Yeah. Uh, you, no, you don't have to Google that at all. I can tell you that New York... I, I read somewhere that the the highest rent for anything in the nation was in Times Square. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Ask- And why would you want to live there? It's just lights on all day, every day. That's why I don't live in the city. I live out here with the Amish folk. Weird Al wrote a song about these people. I want to talk about the darkness. So they actually recently passed that we're ending the clock changes. But we're not ending it for another year and a half. So don't get it. We're going to be, okay, permanently, yeah. we're going to be permanently in savings mode after November 2023. Which means if you're on the westernmost part of our three time zones... There will be days where you don't get daylight until nine thirty, ten o'clock. Oof! But that's I, for like a week of a year. Yeah, I true. have most ex- the top ten most expensive cities in the U.S. And the only one that I'm surprised about is number three. All right, hit it, hit us with it. All right, so number one is New York City, New York. Okay. Can I guess number, number two? two? Yeah, hey. go ahead. L.A. Uh, it is not L.A. Ooh, okay. Ooh. I, I, I was, now that I look at it, I see it, and I understand. Uh, but okay, I, ho- hold, I on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can get this. Okay, okay. I don't think it's Chicago. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's Chicago. You can tell me that if I'm wrong. Oh, no, it is not, it's not Chicago. Okay, what could be more expensive in New York City? Philly? No. No, no, no. New York City is number Boston. one. Boston. Boston. Boston's on this list, not number two. God damn it. Okay, hold on. Dude, I'm losing my geography cred. I thought that was my the thing most, on the show. Most expensive city to like live in? 
to live in. Yeah, it, to to this, uh, the top ten most expensive cities in the U.S. In the U.S. Okay. Ooh man, this is number hard. two. Ah, damn, this it's is not L.A. Okay, how I about... thought for sure, hands down, it would be fucking L.A. And then I, I saw, and I once I tell you, you'll be like, okay, because of how big it is. Mm. We talk, LA, is the, LA is the second biggest city. Well, the biggest city, the two biggest cities area-wise in the nation are Anchorage, Alaska is actually the biggest. Jacksonville, Florida is second, but it's the biggest in the continental. But I can't see Jacksonville being number two. No. Because of how big it is. D.C.? Nation's capital? No. Not no. number two. I know it's not Baltimore. I'm thinking too close to home. Son of a bitch. What the hell could be more expensive than Los Angeles? <laughs> That's what's throwing me off here. Look, I'm thinking it's like a place like New Orleans where like there's a disaster all the time. I swear to God, it better not be no. Orlando. No, it is not Orlando. Okay. No, I, was, not I just Orlando. want to make sure. It's... Ooh, uh, what about Atlanta? It... Uh, no, did not make the list. Is it Vegas? It's a good one. Did not make the list. Damn. Because they have to import everything to Vegas. Is it San, is it San Francisco? San Francisco is number two. Son of a bitch. Where there's and literally human, human shit in the streets. <laughs> hey, don't, don't speak about the Tanner family that way, Dan. It, it makes sense. Because, like... Limited space. Everybody there. Every everything is on a hill overlooking the ocean. Exactly. You know what? I should have known that because I have a coworker from the Bay Area, and she's told us repeatedly how expensive it was to live out there. So was LA number three? No, number three is not what I expected. I was not expecting number three to be on this. Detroit, list. Michigan. <laughs> Gosh no. <laughs> It's not expensive as far as money. No, no. You pay with your life. <laughs> okay. Uh, is it something I already mentioned? Number three. Uh, no, it is not one of the ones that you have already mentioned. Oh, God. Like, okay, okay. Like Miami? Uh, no, it is not Miami. Miami okay. is not number three. Okay. Give me one hint, and I could probably so, guess it. So number four most population is Houston. Um, if I give you a hint, I feel like you're going to Number get it. Number five is Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, how about this? Give me a general geographic location. I can't even give you that. I will give you this. <sighs> it is It is somewhat... Ooh, no, I can't. I... Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um... You're killing me right now. All I you, want is a hint. Is it, okay. is, it a, is it considered a funny sounding city by Krusty the Clown? Oh my god, is it Seattle? It is not Seattle. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it is not Seattle. <laughs> Seattle! Good, Simps Good Simpsons reference. Seattle. Okay, how can I give you a hint? Um, You're gonna. I can give you a hint without actually giving you a fucking hint. All right. Is it east or west of the Mississippi? 
you can get there by cruise. Honolulu. Yes. Oh, that's the, that's a, that's a, because everything has to get shipped there. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that makes. It sense. is number three. That's why I was like, oh, that did not make sense to me. And then uh, everything has to get shipped there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Outside of that, I kid you not. Uh, number four and number. F- I will give you one, two, three. All right, what's number four? Just tell me what number four is. You want number four? Boston. Boston, okay. What's number five? That is DC. Okay, I'm actually not surprised. Yeah. All right, what's the rest of the list? Okay, so number six. Here's where it's just like, holy shit, is expensive to live in fucking California. Number six is Oakland, California. Okay, right across from San Fran. uh, San Jose. Okay is number seven. San Diego is number eight. That doesn't surprise me, actually. L.A. is nine. You know why L.A. is less than San Diego? Because Compton outranks Beverly Hills. It kind of balances it. I guess. But good God. I, I just realized, like, yeah, these are all... Everything here has a coast. Every every city that I've mentioned has a coast. Yeah, not, not DC. Yeah, close enough. DC because exception capital, you know, whatever. Okay, yeah, nation capital. Okay, not even technically part of the United States in a way. And that is the hint that I am giving you for number ten. Is that everything has a coast? Everything has a coast. So uh, that's your hint for number ten. Seattle. Uh, it is not Seattle. Portland. It is not Portland. Philadelphia. Miami. It is Miami. Miami is number 10. Okay, Miami sucks, by the way. I went once. Do not <laughs> recommend. Zero stars. It's not like my kind of place. It's just too hot. So, th- my favorite thing was when we were at the Miami Seaquarium, and obviously we were there for WrestleMania. And we're sitting there, like, killing time. I think we were waiting for a show to start. And we see a guy walk by with, like, long hair. He's kind of built. And Shannon goes, <laughs> look at that guy. He kind of looks like Triple H. Then he turns his head. And she realizes that, yeah, he looks a lot like Triple H. Because it is. Because <laughs> it is Triple H. That's crazy. She was just so shocked by that revelation. I'm like, yeah, there I look like Triple H. <laughs> okay, 20 minutes ago, I said we were coming on the air with breaking news, and I never got to it. Yeah, let's let's news. switch topics here. Uh, thank you for the geography <laughs> lesson, though. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Expensive cities is, is show note number one now. Okay. <laughs> breaking news, expensive cities. <laughs> All right, Dan, uh, I, I mentioned something about the Mandalorian because I wanted to mention this before we went on the air, and then you said there was breaking news about the Mandalorian. So my thing was just a rumor. Or rather a request. Pedro Pascal wants Nick Cage in The Mandalorian. And all I'm thinking about is Nick Cage in Star Wars now. So that movie together where Nick Cage is playing Nick Cage and he's being paid to piece his, some like Middle Eastern despot's friend or whatever, right? Yeah, something like that. And he plays the guy? Yeah. Sure. No, I was just, I was just 
going through my Twitter feed before we recorded, and and heavy rumor is that Christopher Lloyd will have a part in season three of The Mandalorian. Dude, Doc Brown in Star Wars makes me so happy. He he's better play Brown. Now. You think he's going to be Doc Brown? <laughs> Nick <laughs> Cage better play Ghost Rider. <laughs> Ghost. Dude, that's the, new, that's the new Sith Lord that rises. Yes. He's got a flaming skull And Gabriel Luna is the is Reyes version of Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider's in the sky. Ghost Rider's in the galaxy. I, I I approve. I approve of Nick Cage and Chris Lloyd in The Mandalorian. 100% approve of that. All right. <clears throat> Let's get some kind of crappy news out of the way here, but the world of wrestling lost a really major player this past week. Um, and the story is just so shitty when all the details came out. Scott, yeah, it's a thing. It can happen to anybody. It can happen to anybody. anybody. Oh, that's why it's like so depressing, too. So, Scott Hall, who was once known as Razor Ramon, <clears throat> in the WWF, he kind of played... <clears throat> try to explain this to so Eric can understand, too. Basically, he was Tony Montana, is what the gimmick was, Eric. He had the accent, he chewed on the toothpick, he said, hey, yo. Had the slick back hair. Chico. Let's call everybody Chico. He and spoke Ming. in a very... Accurate way, Chico. And he was one of those guys where he was always really good, but never world championship level good. But all his buddies were world champions, so he was kind of one by default. Kind of like Roddy Piper was never yeah, world so he, champion. I would say now it's officially he is probably he is the top wrestler to never be world champion ever. Yeah, pretty much. He has, he has surpassed Roddy Piper and anybody else. He would just... <clears throat> For, for the time being, yeah. So he, uh, when COVID happened, apparently his drinking habits came back. Scott Hall had a really bad history of alcoholism. Really bad history. Almost claimed his life a couple times. In fact, they were convinced he was going to die a couple years ago. You remember that, right, Dan? It was like the big news story was Scott Hall was on death's door and we were kind of just waiting for it to happen and then it didn't. Because I definitely remember that. I think we talked about it on the old wrestling podcast. But uh, he fell and broke his hip, and people hadn't heard from him for, like, three days. And they finally went over to his house to check on him, and they found him there. Uh, his drinking had gotten really bad, his health had gotten really bad, and then this happened. So he had to go in for hip surgery, and ended up suffering three simultaneous heart attacks and wound up on life support. Yeah, because he had a blood clot from the surgery. So they waited until the family gathered. They made the decision to pull the plug. He was breathing on his own for a couple hours, and then he finally passed. So that was rough. I was I was kind of keeping an eye on Sean Waltman's Twitter for a while there. So really, really big loss to the world of wrestling, too, because Scott Hall was so instrumental in a lot of things. In fact, okay. him and Kevin Nash jumping ship to WCW is how WCW became competitive and what directly led to us getting the Monday Night Wars. The formation of the NWO, and then that was like that the period where it was cool to be a wrestling fan. Unlike today, when sometimes I wonder what the hell I'm watching. And I'm gonna watch WrestleMania in two weeks. 
it's a two-night event, by the way, Saturday and Sunday, which is actually really smart because I'd rather watch two two shows back-to-back than watch one eight-hour show because that's a work day. <laughs> it's what that is. And they ain't paying me to watch WrestleMania. Could you uh, imagine that? You'd never see my ass again if they paid me to watch wrestling. <laughs> you wouldn't invite us? What an asshole. <laughs> no, no, no. You can, You got to come to me. My ass ain't leaving the house. <laughs> you paying me to stay home? I'm not going anywhere. Don't underestimate go big or go home. People are... <laughs> home is where all my cool stuff is. And the cats. <laughs> You start, you should lead with the cats. The cats are here, I'm here, that's it. Now, to be fair... To be fair! fair. uh, I have been much more social these past couple weeks, and I've actually been going out once a week and pretty much spending the whole day out. But you know what I do on the next day? Take a nap? Sleep the whole day. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just put it this way, the front door don't see no action that day. Unless I'm taking the trash out. Don't underestimate go big or go home. My kids It's literally are... my only goal. Some days I want to get away from the cats, though, because they're just pissing me off. Because that's how cats are. They're like kids. Red most days. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing about WrestleMania. Stone Cold Steve Austin's returning for a one-off match. Against Kevin Owens. Even, it's not even officially a match. Even no, so. but it, they're going to do something. And he's he said himself that he's training for ring shape to, to make it good. So I think they're going to end up having a match. Or something close to it. Um, like officially he's going to be the guest on the Kevin Owens show. Something like that. But the thing is, uh, I kinda, I'm kind of explaining this to Eric before he went on the air. To kind of catch him up to speed on why Austin returning is a big deal. Because... As you know, Dan, he retired from the neck injury. Neck injury finally did him in. He couldn't wrestle like Steve Austin anymore. So instead of being like Ric Flair, wrestling way too many more times than he should have, and giving us negative, negative memories of his matches, we can still fondly look back on Steve Austin matches because he didn't have that many matches when he came back from that the his big hiatus. Right? I think he wrestled Bischoff a few times and had a couple one-off matches, and then he had his retirement match against The Rock because he wanted Rock to be his last opponent. And so, people, people don't realize he spent the entire day before that last match in the hospital because he was in that rough shape to yeah. the point where they were thinking they would might have to cancel that match. Yes. But so they showed up to the show and they had the match. But... Austin's a and really the smart Rock guy. Finally, got his win. Oh yeah, because Austin and Rock wrestled at three WrestleManias, and Austin beat him the other two times. And that's the thing; he's a smart guy. He's going to make this comeback. He's going to wrestle his style of match. His neck won't be any any jeopardy because Kevin's going to take care of him. So, I'm all for it. I'm all for the return of Steve. You know, he retired at WrestleMania 19, and he's returning. 19 WrestleManias later. That, okay. What about, what we just say about being old? <laughs> why Why you gotta go there again? <laughs> I can 
in my day, we had to walk to the television to change the channel. Remember when you had to put it on Channel 3 to play video games? Oh, man. That was something. Oh, All right. You're only as old as you feel. Give me, give me a couple more ibuprofen and I'll feel 21. Oh, I need a new heel for my shoe. So I decided to go to Morganville, which is what they call Shelbyville in these days. In those days. <laughs> so I... I tied an onion to my belt, which was the style at the time. <laughs> well played. And now to take the ferry cost a nickel. And in those days, nickels had pictures of bumblebees on them. Give me five bees for a quarter, you'd say. All right, <laughs> all right. Dan is officially taking my title of Simpsons guy right now, and I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I dropped the Simpsons references. I thought I was being funny last Saturday when we had that huge snowstorm and I wrote Lousy Smart Weather. Because that's actually what it was happening. It has been lousy smart weather. It's been cold and wet here. Thankfully, it didn't snow, even though it totally could have, because it was that cold a couple of days in a row. When is the last time you got a good snow in North Carolina? Uh, late last year. We actually got a snow. Uh, or was it early this year? It was this winter we actually got snow. It stuck around for a couple of days. Okay. And that's unusual. But before that, it was at least five years. <laughs> Dan, Dan's like, years. yeah. We got we got snow for the first time in five years. And meanwhile, Eric's in Michigan going, bitch, it's still snow on the ground. <laughs> yep. Well, that's Snow's how I grew up. Time. That's how I grew up. <laughs> hey, buddy, how's your shoulder doing, by the way? You no. Know, as long as I don't move it, it's fine. <laughs> oh, sweet. Oh, okay. That's yeah, not a no, problem I, at all. Honestly, it's okay. But I wake up, and if I've slept on it, It'll hurt for an hour or so, and then I'll go away. Long-standing injury caused by snow, because Eric loves the snow. Oh, that uh, fucking fall. I was just like, I'm crawling everywhere from now on. <laughs> That's why I got an electric skateboard. Anyway, so... <laughs> Which you fell off of. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Ooh. I didn't know. For, for that. Uh, oddly enough... That didn't cause the injury. Wait, did we do that on the last episode, or did we talk about that on the YouTube video? Which has gotten great feedback, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah, everybody loved it. Hannah said it gave her the feels because we brought up Piggy Bank Adventure. She knew that So and GMR were going to come up, but she wasn't expecting Piggy Bank. I wasn't expecting Piggy Bank. That was fucking wild. By the way, that picture I showed you of Great Piggy Bank Adventure, the, the painting... That's actually my picture that I took. Like, I didn't Google that. That was from my own personal photo collection. Because you couldn't, I couldn't find a good one. So I just said... Hoity-toity, Mr. Frenchman, with your garage. (laughs) With my iPhone? (laughs) That's pretty much what it was. And it was from the last time we did the piggy bank game, which was the last time we were active Florida residents, which would have been 2014. Going on eight no. years of Pennsylvanian. Yeah. I'm old, you say. I was a... I escaped before Eric did, and then all I remember was... I, I called you when I... Like, right after you moved. I'm like, so, how is it? You're like, it's fucking cold. And it wasn't <laughs> even was winter yet. <laughs> it wasn't even Dude, winter yet. It took me so long to get adjusted. Like, when I got up here in 2019, I kid you not, people were looking at me weird. 
because I just I didn't sweat in 60 degree weather. They're just like, how are you not like hot right now? I'm wearing a jacket and shit and everybody's like, just staring at me. Bitch, I'm cold. Like, I'm fucking cold right now. They're, I'm like, I'm from Florida. And everybody's like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> you didn't live in New York long enough to actually be accustomed to northern weather. I mean, I was there until I was like, what, seven? Something like that? Yeah, no, you can't. You can't readjust from your adult life like that. See, no. I was only I was only in Florida for six years, so it's not like I, I got that acclimated to it. Um, I was excited to come back up north because I like having four seasons. That's the thing. You know what I like? And you're being north enough school. that it's not ass. <laughs> <laughs> I like coming up here and being able to like actually have a decent wage. A, and afford a place to live oh. and, and not need eight roommates to do it. So not Florida. Yeah. Because every time somebody asks me the question, why did you move out of Florida? I always say the same thing. Go live there for a year. And then you tell me that you want to stay. You don't want to live in Florida. You want to visit Florida. And then you want to leave Florida. There are plenty of other better southern states that you can live in. I would I would sooner move to Georgia or North Carolina before I would ever move back to Florida. I would move back to Florida under certain conditions. And those conditions being that I do not have to pay the outrageous amount of rent that it costs to fucking live there. And I want to be nowhere near uh, 192. Oh, okay. Well, then you might as well not live in Orlando at all, because <laughs> I just I don't want to see 192. I don't want to hear 192. I like it I four exists. I four five thirty five International I'm Drive, okay Sand Lake okay Road, and I'm okay with International Drive, Turkey but, Road. What was that one? Turkey Hill, Turkey Lake, Turkey Lake, yeah. Turkey Lake, Turkey Hill is that's that's Lancaster. I'm okay with Turkey Lake. I'm okay with International Drive. I'm okay with 535 and I4 parts of it. Oh, all right. You're bullshitting me now. You're going to tell me you're okay. Nobody who lived in Florida would ever tell me they're okay with I4. Parts Parts of I4. Yeah, the part that goes through Lakeland (laughs) because because (laughs) it's three lanes and there's nobody else around. Correct. (laughs) I do enjoy not having toll roads. And most of them would be air conditions. Oh, so guess what I learned? Yeah. Guess what I learned? Speaking of toll yeah. roads, do you know where the most expensive toll road in the entire world is? The whole in planet. The-, the whole fucking planet. Do you know where oh, it is? Oh, please tell me it's in the U.S. Please tell me it's in the U.S. Uh, it is. And it's only a f- couple miles north from me. <laughs> it's the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Most expensive toll road in the world. In the world? What the is, world. What's the cost? World. Oh, hell, I don't know. I'm not looking that shit up. But now so I know why I dodged ever, it. Have you ever time. seen Penn Dot's great work on regular highways? Oh, okay. Great work. <laughs> All right. My job associates with Penn Dot, so please don't get me started, because we're already 39 minutes into the episode, and I don't. that's going to be the rest of the show. I don't know how or why, but every time we have to make the trip, 
always the same section outside of Scranton and Wilkes-Barre is always under construction. Well, don't first of all, don't go to Scranton and Wilkes-Barre. <laughs> That's where 81 goes right by it on the on top of the mountain. Yeah, I know how 81 operates. Speaking of roads that suck. Yeah, I'm well well aware well, of how 81 sucks operates. Cuz it's in Pennsylvania for that duration. I when I when I was doing the backbreaker shows up there, I took the longest route around 81 that I could possibly GPS and only got on 81 when it was absolutely necessary. I spent as much time off of that road as possible. And that is probably my favorite thing about having a GPS system, is I can avoid roads that I don't want to drive on. And that's why Orlando sucks, because when I went to go visit our friend Heather... Shout out to Heather Quinn, by the way. Uh, I had two options, Eric. I had the 33-minute drive option. And I had the hour and 20-minute option. Because one of them involved tolls and the other didn't. Jesus. (laughs) To avoid tolls, I would have had to go more than double the length of my trip. Almost triple. And I love our friend, but that was a little much. I probably spent more in gas. Should have just paid the fucking toll. I did pay the toll. That's the point. Oh. It wasn't worth it. It's not like like when I GPS certain things and I can avoid a toll road and it adds like 15 minutes to the drive. Then I'll do it. But yeah, not that. Not that ever. <clears throat> so, uh, let's quickly talk about some movies that we saw. Dan saw a movie and I saw a movie. They both involve superheroes and they were both very good. Dan, both please. Both of them with the suffix man on it. <laughs> uh, Dan, what did you think of Spider Man No Way Home? It, it might be my favorite. MCU movie that doesn't have the word Avengers in it. It's so good. Okay, so obviously at this point, you kind of knew some of the shit that happens, but did you still enjoy the reveals and how they did it? Oh, yeah. So It definitely didn't go exactly how I thought, uh, how I was picturing it, so that was good. uh, My big thing, my theater obviously did the two big screams for the two Spider-Men, but they also screamed for for, uh, Daredevil. Really? Yeah, my theater cheered for that. Which is why when I saw that thing from Charlie Cox where he's like, he was upset that people weren't reacting to his appearance as Daredevil, I'm like, you're interviewing the wrong people because I'm going to tell you right now, my theater cheered. Well, it was like his theater in the middle of nowhere in England where he grew up. And like, oh, oh, that's, well, just, that's just Cox suck a Charlie. Fuck, <laughs> fuck them boys. <laughs> Penn Cinema's got your back, bro. Penn Cinema Littitz, Pennsylvania's got your back. I am a very good lawyer. <laughs> I know. I love that line. That line popped it, me. It catches the brick, and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm a very good lawyer. Yeah. So, I appreciate that they did the first big reveal after the Aunt May death scene. Because it's like, here's your gut punch. Here's your emotional gut punch. How can we bring you back? And well, now we bring you the hope, right? And now here's Andrew Garfield. It's so cool because, like, 
because he's just like he has the ring and he's just like, man, wish Pete was here right now. <laughs> and the thing just starts spinning. Do that again. What? How do I do that? Just make a wish or something. And then the best part is when when Doctor Strange does come back. It's like, wait, did you open? Up? Did you do this? <laughs> what did also, you do here? Like, I've been stuck on top of. <laughs> <laughs> top of the Grand Canyon for twelve hours, and I'm like, now you know, now you know a little bit of how Loki feels when he fell for twenty minutes straight. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good. Oh, was so good. Really so good. good, really good humor, really good action scenes. And, you know, I think it was good because they brought him in at the end, so it wasn't a distraction for the whole movie. Like, no, this is Tom Holland's movie. You get to come in for the third act, right? You're I. You're the cameo appearance. There were like two times where I fucking teared up. One was just a solid fucking cry. Well, yeah, it was. was I was ninety percent sure that there would be a point where MJ falls and Andrew Garfield saves her because he couldn't save. That's where Glenn. I got choked up, and so that and then it got happened, me. and I was like, I'm glad that happened, dude. Yeah, I was so fucking choked up. He he nailed that performance. Like you can feel it in his soul. There's the part where they're talking like, about their adventures, and he's like, "Jeez, I'm such a loser. You guys with fought aliens." <laughs> and everyone's like, "Yeah, you kind of, yeah, yeah, your your first movie was good. Your second movie cut was not great, and then you never got to make any more." So there was a lot of like you know real stuff going on in some of those segments where they're talking together. Yeah, it was really good. <clears throat> I'm glad you like it. You. You're amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to co-sign with you that it's my favorite movie without the Avenger title, because I still think Winter Soldier is my favorite MCU movie, period. But if you take the Avengers out of it, No Way Home's number two. Because I think it's still... I think it would still go Winter Soldier and then Original Avengers and Infinity War would be up there. But then No Way Home is, is up there in my in my book. Really good. We have to good. talk in like Guardians for me. As far Guardians, as standalone. Guardians, yeah. Yeah, Guardians, I, Ragnarok. Yeah. Also, I didn't know any of the other villains were going to be there. Oh, see, that's cool. That. That's cool. So that was a that was. Because nice I still only really knew about the three. You're not Peter Parker. And I'm just like, what the... They, they actually got Thomas Hayden Church to come in for this thing? Yeah. That I was... mean, it's, it's, it's only visibly <laughs> him for, like, three <laughs> seconds. When he's not the lizard I mean, for, like... I mean, and, yeah, and same with the... Same with what's-his-face that was the lizard. Um, you know, Xenophilius Lovegood, that guy. Yeah. Weird, uh, name. Weird name guy. Iris Ifan or something. Uh, I can yeah. fix you by turning me into a lizard. Yeah, that's right. I could fix you. <laughs> the ending, the ending kind of got me a little bit because I was, but I'm also glad there wasn't a direct resolve because that means that there's going to be more to it. Because there's also so much going on. Because like, her and Ned knew that they helped three Spider-Mans do do a thing, but they don't know who Spider-Man is. Right. <laughs> so that's that is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> And the world still knows Spider-Man, and J. Jonah Jameson still hates him. By the way, I love 
that J.K. Simmons is still J. Jonah Jameson in all the Spider-Man movies? Yeah, there was a meme out there with like, uh, I've had three movies, I've had three movies, and then uh, he's just like, I've been in five of the Spider-Man movies. <laughs> like, jeez. <laughs> my favorite thing about the Spider-Man movies is my wife being a huge Swifty, basically cheering the fact that Jake Gyllenhaal dies in one of them. <laughs> That just amuses me. Uh, she'd hate the day after tomorrow. Mostly because he lives. That's that world. All right. No Way Home? Very good. Uh, I saw The Batman this past weekend. I believe you bo- both of you have not seen this yet. Correct? I'm not going to see it probably until it hits HBO Max. Okay. So I won't spoil anything. Um, this is a movie... That I think you're going to get more out of if you're more into the Batman comic book lore. Because it, I, I had that impression watching it that it was it's very well done so anybody can appreciate it. But it feels like a detective comic because that's what Batman does during the movie. He's actually solving a case. He's detecting. And I love that. I think that Robert Pattinson did a really good job. It's like early era Bruce Wayne, so he's still kind of finding himself, right? He hasn't fully figured out that he's supposed to be this big entrepreneur and philanthropist and everything. He's still kind of brooding. So I, I kind of like that aspect of it. Andy Serkis plays Alfred, which was fantastic. Uh, I don't remember the actor who plays the Riddler, but I think he did an awesome job. There was uh, some Paul Dano, or thank, Dino, whatever. Thank you. Uh, really good twists and turns. Some stuff you kind of expect to happen, but it's not a bad thing that it happens because it's pivotal to the story. It's kind of the way you want it to go. Um, I love the Catwoman actress; she was fantastic. That was uh, Kravitz. Yep. I think it I think it was really good and I'm getting to that point where I start to nitpick these 3-hour movies and try to figure out if they need to be 3 hours but this one didn't bother me that it was so long. It's kind of like watching something like Endgame. Uh I thought all the scenes were necessary and I thought they all helped. Maybe there could be a little bit of trimming but it might just be cutting a bit of filler down from a scene. Other than that, really, really good stuff. And I would encourage anybody to go see this one in the theater. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go so far and say it's my favorite live-action Batman movie, because I'd really have to reevaluate some of the original ones, like the original Batman Begins, the original 89 Batman, and kind of compare and contrast it. But it's it's a top-tier Batman movie. And I think that... I kind of expected that at the same time because I trust certain friends' opinions on things. Like, you two are both bigger into comic books than I am. So if you see a comic book movie, right? Um, if you see a comic book movie, right? And you both rave about it. Then I know I'm going into a good movie. But if you guys see a comic book movie and you both tell me it's not worth paying to see in the theater, I'm going to trust your judgment. 
those are the friends of mine that um that were raving about the movie. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm I'm at the very least I'm going to like this movie. And that's why my official review is as a casual fan, it's a good movie. If you're more hardcore into the comics, I think you're going to like it even more. Is that a good review? Did I sell it to you guys? I'm sold. I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. I just I'm tired of Bruce Wayne. Like if they would have told me that he was going to be like Terry, I would have been like, "Oh shit. Okay." You know, like or, yeah. or just I don't know. I Can feel that like brings me back to when they cure uh Electro. <laughs> And he's like, man, are you from Queens, man? I thought you was going to be black. <laughs> oh, that scene was fucking... Oh, I'm one, of these days, man, that one of these days there'll be a black Spider-Man. Okay, that popped me. That was, a, that was a pop moment. I started giggling over that. I don't think Shannon really understood why that line was funny, but I got that. I understood. I understood that reference. Referring to Miles Morales, who is half black and half Hispanic. Miles Morales. Man, the, like, MCU fixing to get super diverse now. They went from zero to two deaf characters. And now we're getting Kamala Khan in a, in a couple months. Oh. Yeah. Ms. Marvel. Shit's fixing to go off. Yeah, big the big... Uh... Also, we got something starting on the 30th, right? 30th is Moon Knight. So, yeah, we're actually getting some, like, Arab representation, I guess. Also, there's a, there's a heavy rumor. An Egyptian god, so. There's a heavy rumor that Ryan Reynolds is going to be in the new Doctor Strange movie as Deadpool. I fucking, I want that to be true. I want that to be true as well. I want an interaction between Ryan Reynolds. I mean, there's a clear person that sounds like Professor, sounds like Patrick Stewart, Professor X, in that preview, so... All right, so we're we're approaching the top of the hour here, folks, and you know what that means. When there's an entertainment challenge, it's time to entertain us. We basically do this to entertain ourselves. Uh, we had a really good game idea this week. We ended up with 17 entries. Jesus. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this was, this was really good group participation. I'm very, very proud of everybody. Um... The game was presented by our good friend Matt Hardman of the Race Nerd Podcast. He had, found, he had found a meme that said, replace a, take a movie title and replace one word with the word asshole. The sample was Charlie and the Chocolate Asshole. Was the oh, sample and the hot dog game. flavored water? God damn it, I fucking knew you were going to do that. I, God damn it. I was, you beat me to it. I was going to do it too. Ah, oh, you Fred Durst kids. God damn it. I have officially reached a lifetime quota of Fred Durst references at this point. Sorry, dude. You pick oh. bad best friends. <laughs> I pick amazing friends. Not my fault that they have shitty taste in music. <laughs> I've never owned a Lip Biscuit album I know, in my life. But that's the joke, right? <laughs> that's the fucking joke. <laughs> and you here's the thing i've known you for how long how long have we been friends like like really close friends since over 10 years off. 
over yeah. 10 years at least. And you actually got me with that when you're like, bitch, they might be my favorite band. I'm like, fuck, I don't get this. I thought this guy was a Who guy. I don't have him figured out at all. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like no the Who references. No, I, I fell for that. And I'm actually pissed I fell for that. Because, yeah, that was when we did like our top five songs by our favorite bands, right? Yeah, and you fucking got me with Fred and I actually, Durst. I actually gave you my top five Limp Bizkit songs. I was so mad. I thought we were being serious. You're like, nah, bitch. I like the Who. Son of a. All right, so you got both. me. I did good. both. That was a good rib. That was a good rib. I appreciate it. Seventeen entries came in, so <clears throat> we're gonna do things a little differently this time. We're gonna go back to the old way of playing the game. I'm not gonna tell you who submitted it until I read the entry. There will be no favoritism of points given here. You must award the entry points before hearing who submitted it. That is, that is fair. That's how we used to play it. Yeah, once upon a time. Once upon a time. Remember, we actually had to change the rules because originally we did the game just for our other co-host. And he was blatantly playing favorites because he'd hear somebody's name and then just not want to give them points. <laughs> We'd be like, all right, well, we're done with that rule. So I ain't going to tell you. I'm going to tell you one thing, though. Eric, okay. one of these entries, there's 17 of them, one of them is from Katie. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's all I'm going to tell you. You have been warned. <laughs> Kate, Katie's name will come up. <clears throat> all right. Are you ready for the first entry? Are, should we do this? So. Are we? All right. Pucker up your assholes and let's get to this. Our first entry for this game is Raiders of the Lost Asshole. Why is there silence? Okay. Who's the asshole? No, it's whose asshole are we raiding? We don't know. It's been lost. See, that's the point for me. Well, here's the thing. There's two ways you can use the word asshole, and they're both going to be funny. <laughs> so, so we have a person that's a jerk or an actual butthole. Or the actual chocolate starfish. This is where the joke comes in. All right. Eric says point. Yeah, like it's a point. All right. Chris also, also says that would point. ruin that movie. But the funny, the funny part is, in either version, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones didn't have to do anything. For the end, end for the ending to have been the same. Okay. So, who do you think played this entry? You want to take a guess, Dan? Uh, Ellis. No, Ellis will not be participating. He kind of disappeared on me. Okay. No, it was the one who proposed the game, Matt Hardman. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Three points to Matt Hardman. Because, <laughs> Eric, when we would do these games on the wrestling podcast, the person who proposed it was always either the first entry or the last entry. <laughs> either they already had their idea in place, so the, by the time I posted it, they had already commented, like, within minutes. Or they were the very last one who commented because they wanted to see what everybody else did and then try to beat all of them. That's why I read them in, in order of of entry, by the way. I was actually going to ask if you wanted to mix it up and me to just grab one out of a hat, but... That would be interesting to do one time. 
Yeah. All right. There's there's a lot of entries, so we're going to do another one. <clears throat> Next entry. Wet, hot, American asshole. Jeez. <laughs> I'm guessing that one was Katie. <laughs> That's a completely different movie. God damn it, I haven't even read some of these and I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have fucking tears streaming down my face by the end of this fucking game. So okay, so what is the point of this game? Just just do she, just do the thing. It's not supposed to be make it worse, make it better. Just do the thing. No, change a movie. Change change a change a thing. Change a word. All right, make it points. asshole. I get a point. All right, three points have been awarded to Dylan Mushaw. Dylan, of course, part of the old wrestling group. He has. Integrated himself as part of the nerd table. Dylan and I actually live relatively close to each other. He's in West Virginia. And he's always proposing game nights. And I've actually been tempted to just, like, drive down there and hang out with his friends. Almost seven. Because we got similar interest in games. He seems like a cool guy. West Virginia. West Virginia. Blue Ridge Mountain. Shenandoah River. Next entry. Planet of the Assholes. So it's Earth, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Guess what? It's Earth in the regular movie, too! <laughs> you maniacs. Change a word and not change the movie. It's basically the same fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to look at it. That's one way to look at it. Yeah, Planet of the Assholes. I'm giving it a point, but goddamn, that hits close to home. A little too close. A little too close. Especially because Jester's wildly around him. Just go outside and throw a rock. Yeah, Planet of the Assholes. Is that, are we unanimous? Everybody gets, is giving that a point? Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Oh, there's some new listeners and some new players this week, so... The way it works is you get a point from the three of us if you made us laugh, and then we're each going to assign a bonus point to our favorite entry at the end, which could be yours from all three of us, so you could walk away with six points. That one was from the winner of the Hunger Games simulator, Randy Moyer. Which I haven't decided what kind of prize I'm giving him yet, but... His last kill was Ellis, so he at least he gets to he gets to live and get go in one of the fancy houses in his uh, district. Well, he's a patron, so he might actually get his show topic on one of the next episodes. I think we're gonna. I think I'll make that his unofficial prize. I don't know. I don't know if I want to spend money right now. Not that I don't love you guys, because I love my listeners, but I'm poor. So, all right. <clears throat> Our next entry, Close Encounters of the Asshole Kind. So it's the same as the this, last entry. So this is Disney at this point. Wow. Would you co-sign with that, Eric? I would co-sign for that, yeah. That's called customer service. That's called retail. The service industry as a whole. Yeah, uh, very quick service story today. Uh, a lady who was very bad at following directions told me that my machine was broken. No, no, no. No, no, the machine was fine. It was the person operating the machine that was causing the problem. 
I didn't dare say that. I'm sorry, it's operator error. But I fucking thought it. And it was like the freaking, like, 9.20 a.m. appointment, too, which meant it was the third appointment of the day. And that's a long day when you have an appointment every 10 minutes. You know, the audacity of some people to be like, oh, your machine's broken. Like, to, to have that kind of confidence. Imagine not knowing how to do something. Like, bitch, this ain't the McDonald's ice cream like, maker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright. Close encounters of the asshole kind. Indeed. Alright. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't ring for me. I'm, oh, I'm not, oh, I... oh! Here we go. The first one. No, no. If you don't want to give it a point, don't give it a point. Yeah, no, no point. Damn. All right. Only two points get assigned to Mr. Jeff Trelowitz. Oh, sorry, Jeff. Are you? <laughs> but are you, though? Hold on, hold on. My catchphrase. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, something broke on the ride. Eric. My, my bad. <laughs> God damn it. Alright. Alright, Jeff will flame you in the comments later. <laughs> Have fun with that. <clears throat> Next entry. Spider-Man. No way, asshole. That changes the whole movie. That does. Sounds like he's very angry. <laughs> it changes the whole plot. He's just pissed off at the villain. The villain's an asshole. There's Norman Osborn. Yeah? Man, the one part that made me actually believe him for half a second when he's like, there's no Oscorp in this world. <laughs> I'm something of a scientist myself. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if there wasn't an Oscorp in that universe? Jesus. So what... <laughs> What do you guys say? No way, asshole. Spider-Man, no way, asshole. Spider-Man, far from asshole. <laughs> Spider-Man, asshole coming. You, you homecoming is one word, so you'd have to just be <laughs> Spider-Man, asshole, or asshole homecoming. <laughs> I don't know. Spider-Man, asshole is pretty good. <laughs> asshole homecoming is pretty good too. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I knew this was going to be my favorite game that we ever did on this on the nerd table. This was really good, Matt. Matt, thank you for this. He he sent me the meme. He goes, "I think this would be funny. We should do this as a game sometime." I'm like, "Fuck, we're doing this now," because <laughs> I think he sent that to me on Monday too. And I'm like, "Well, it's Monday. You know what that means." Okay, right. I like it, but I do not like it better than asshole homecoming. <laughs> Oh, are you going to not award a point because you thought of something better? No, I'm going to award the point, but I'm point I'm pointing it out. Asshole Homecoming is pretty good, though. I'm going to... Eric gets an honorary point. It's still... Eric still self-pointed. <laughs> I, I'm giving it a point. It's going to be hard for me to not give some of these entries a point, though, because these are really funny. All right, and Dan, I think you said you were good? Yep. All right. That is our friend, patron, and podcast co-host, Jay Winger. 
Good shit, Jay. Good shit, Jay. <clears throat> Our next entry. Doctor Strange in the Asshole of Madness. Point, earmark that one. <laughs> We have our first potential winner from Eric. Multiverse of asshole. I mean, that just ups the ante a third time. You put asshole of madness. That could be an entirely... That's a magic school bus story is what that is. I mean, that's like... I mean, it's like anything, right? Like, any asshole puts in you into madness. It's just... Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. All right. So that's three points plus an earmark from Eric. By the way, um, I love the Jim Cornette podcast, and I'm a proud member of the Cult of Cornette, but him and Brian did a, like a three-week bit about gerbils and other things being inserted into people's assholes, and they kept bringing the bit back, and I'm like, I've officially reached a lifetime quota of how much I want to hear about this. Lifetime quota. And of course, because over quota. <laughs> well, Cornette's a South Park fan, so of course he brought up Lemmy Winks like eight hundred times. Ugh, God damn it! Okay, this next one is good. God, this next one. All right. Oh, I didn't tell you whose entry that was. My bad. Eric, say it. Say what? Damn it! He wasn't paying attention. That's also Eric. <laughs> I was sorry, my dog just kind of came over it. I'm guessing that was Katie's entry. No, that was not Katie's entry. Oh. No, we haven't gotten to Katie's entry yet. It's there. I promise you it's there. That is our friend Eddie, Eddie Whitaker. Uh. Mr. Omni himself. So Eddie's Eddie's Eric's front runner right now. So but we, we still got we still got we're not even halfway home yet. We got a ways to go. This next one is just bad. <laughs> uh, deep asshole. Oh, what? Fucking earmark this one too. <laughs> I'm guessing deep impact. Deep impact. You're uh, correct. Oh my gosh! Holy shit! Yeah, that's just that's uh, that's old. That's almost shudder, dude. There's a comet coming. Where's it going to land? You don't want to know. <laughs> it was up your ass, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Why don't you bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> you got a lot of nerve talking to me like that, Griswold. I wasn't talking to you. The best is that moment of realization when he actually just looks at his wife and then she looks back at Clark. <laughs> All right, so three points and an ear, another earmark from Eric. Eric's on a roll right now. He's he's having a good time. That was from my old Safari cohort, Brian Murphy, who, by the way, you can get guns from him if you're so inclined. I'm actually considering doing my initial handgun purchase from him just because. Help out a friend. Also, I want a handgun. Help out a friend. And I get a new toy. Win-win, right? Yes, a toy. What? I will, t- I will take it. Sh- I'll take a shooting. A, a child's <clears throat> plaything. Ah, fuck! I'm keeping that away from kids. Now I'm gonna take it up to the farmhouse that my dad owns. Uh, You're right- gonna keep the gun far away from kids. The bullets, on the other hand. <laughs> 
will yeah. be making their way to the cave. All right, stop, stop. I'm not okay. I'm not getting arrested. I'm not getting the, the channel <laughs> banned. I'm not getting thrown off any networks. Eric's going to stop. <laughs> we all do. right, all right, fine. God damn it. All right, good entry, Brian. <clears throat> this next one popped me really hard. James and the giant asshole. <laughs> wow. Get it, because Peach is already... Uh... Yeah, that was pretty good. That one's pretty good. Wouldn't that be his aunt's that he lived with already? He lived in his aunt's asshole? No, they were the assholes. They were. They were giant assholes. Yeah, and he crushes them with the peach. <laughs> well. And this children's book describes how they know which one died when. Because the skinny one, you could t- you could hear her bones breaking. And the fat one, you could hear her just squishing. And this is a book for babies. Hey, Roll Doll can paint a picture. He's also written straight pornography. Is that what James and the Giant Asshole is? <laughs> <laughs> we, everything so far has been a excellent porno name. That also does help. <laughs> Point of the game. <laughs> Oh no! Apparently, well, apparently, close assholes or close encounters of the asshole. Close assholes of the that would have been kind. (laughs) Close assholes of the third kind would have been amazing. This is this is something. This is important. This is something. And you're just sculpting booty with your mashed potatoes. (sighs) All right. Well, that's a point from me, James the Giant Asshole. Yeah, it's a point. Okay. Uh, Dan, do you want to take a guess as to whose entry this was? It's somebody who was a frequent shit poster in our old group. Wait, was it Chev? Yes, it was Chev. Our good friend Siobhan. Who, I'm very happy to see him playing the game again. He was was a regular when we did this on the wrestling podcast, and now we've kind of moved the game to nerd culture, and he's a participator again. <clears throat> Next entry. Monty Python and the Holy Asshole. Sounds about right. I was going to say, that's a lot of silence after that. I mean, an asshole does have a hole in it, and it is called a hole. And it's holy. That's a hell of a quest. What For asshole? Ass? What asshole? Whose asshole? Get that ass. Hashtag dad ass. He hasn't got shit. Oh, I don't know if, would, if that was the best word replacement. Because they could have went with like Mighty Python and the asshole grail. I don't think that makes it funnier though. No. Monty Python and the meaning of asshole? Monty Python and the asshole of Brian? Like, a bit. like that actually sounds like a Mighty Python bit. Monty Pythons, and now for something completely asshole? And now for something asshole different? No. You're reaching now. And now for asshole completely... Oh, for God's sake. No. No. Monty asshole. (laughs) Hey, we used to know an asshole named Monty. Oh, shit. Well, we did. No, we didn't. Did he? Oh my god, if he did, I'd actually feel bad. 
<laughs> no, I saw like an Instagram from him the other day. <laughs> yeah, he he was a shit poster in the old wrestling group that we ended up cutting ties with. It's one of those, okay, this is too much for me now kind of things. Gotcha. But I'm sure I I do wish him well. I'm not I'm not gonna be that guy. <laughs> All right. So what's our what's our verdict on Monty Python and the Holy Asshole? I'll give you a point, but first you must bring me a shrubbery. <laughs> well played. I'll give it a point. Eric, do you want to be that guy again? Because you didn't seem to like it. Food. Hmm. I, why, I feel like I'm the Simon of the group. Yeah, usually that was Dan. <laughs> that would be that role in the old wrestling group. Dan was the hard one to impress. Eric's taking the role. You know what? I'm feeling generous. Generous. Okay. And now, Eric, I'd like you to guess whose entry this was. Hannah. No, it was not Hannah. <laughs> nope, it was, was this Was this Katie's? This was not Katie. We're not we're not to Katie yet. She's still oh. there. I promise you she's there. Nope. This was from the honorary fifth horseman of our group. Remember the four horsemen? You, me, Paul, and Josh? Yeah, so this is from Nolan? This is from Nolan! Nice! There you go. Yeah, it was generous. (laughs) See, if I had told you beforehand... This is with no favoritism here. You're just happy you're generous. Good. And Jeff's probably more mad at you now. (laughs) 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 This <laughs> <laughs> all the already. Oh yeah, you forgot all right. All right. This god. <laughs> I love this one. This one's really good. <laughs> League of Extraordinary Assholes. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh who are the Avengers? <laughs> I love it. Classic literary characters that are now in the public domain. This is an earmark from me. This is my first one. What'd you say? And here's the best part about this entry. This person wanted to do James and the Giant Asshole, but Chev beat them to it. So they were forced to come up with something different. And in my opinion, came up with something better. Uh, I agree. Are we are we across the board on this one? Oh yeah, point, point. Okay. So shout out to our friend from the United We Fan podcast and my good buddy Mark Adams. And that's an earmark from me. Cause that was that's a good one. That's a really good one. Uh, okay. We are down to we're we're getting there. We're getting close. Getting closer to the end, but we're not there yet. <clears throat> the Great Asshole Detective. <laughs> that is an asshole. <laughs> so it's Batman. No, it's Basil of Baker Street. <laughs> By the way, Great and... Mouse Detective is a fantastic movie. Like, don't sleep on that movie. That's an underrated Disney movie. Just because it, it came out at an awkward point in Disney history, I don't mean it wasn't good. I have not seen it, I don't think. 
I recommend it. It's it's really underrated. It's uh it's probably when I did that Disney project where I ranked all the movies, I said it was the number one movie on the list that I hadn't seen prior to doing the project was The Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, I saw that when I was a kid. Yeah, it was not in fr- theater, but you know, I had the clamshell. Dude, Vincent Price is the bad guy. He's Professor Ratigan. Professor Ratigan. Who's an <laughs> underrated villain, too. Yeah, don't sleep on the Great Mouse Detective. It's really good. You got the D+. I, I mean, I'll check it out. I check just... that shit out. Check it, check check it out. Great asshole detective. I love it. I mean, that's a point for me. Yeah, that's a point. Unfortunately. Oh, no. I have not seen the movie. So I did not get the reference. I mean, so you, it's not I, really a reference. It's just they, sw- they swapped a word for asshole. I know. I haven't seen all the movies on this list just yet. I've never. I, but se- I've at least heard of the title. I have never heard of this title. I never saw the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen because everybody told me not to see it. <laughs> saw it in the theater, and guess what? I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah, it was not bad. It's not great. I'm not. Tu- I'm not turning around and watching it now. Good God, <laughs> I love Sean Connery, but no. So it you- was his last movie, and he did it because he had turned down The Matrix and Lord of the Rings because he didn't understand it. And he's like, and those turned out big. So when I didn't understand this one, I signed up for it. <laughs> well, All right. Fuck shit. Everybody. He was digging for oil. He hit a septic tank. Still better than Medicine Man. Zardoz. <laughs> Zardoz, yeah. Alright, so am I am I under the impression this is only getting two points? Yeah. Dude, Eric's that guy? Eric's earmarked too, but he's also been the guy to not award a full a full list as. Okay, well that was from our friend Stephen Arthur. Another of the wrestling alumni who joined the nerd table and is a very nice man. And I was supposed to actually hang out with him one time because we were both at the Royal Rumble at the same time, and it just we just didn't end up meeting up. Just circumstance. All right, your next entry is Star Wars: The Last Asshole. I like it. I feel like they go to what for Star Wars: A New Asshole. New asshole's pretty good. I think almost all of them would work pretty well. Star Wars, Asshole's Awakened. <laughs> the Phantom Asshole, I mean. The, the, the Asshole Menace? Either way. Attack of the Assholes. Asshole of the Clones? <laughs> Revenge of the Assholes? The Clone Assholes. The, the Asshole ri- Wars. <laughs> the Rise of Assholes. Attack of the Asshole. Uh Hey, you could just do Star Wars Rebels if we were doing TV shows and just make it Star Wars Assholes. That would still be an accurate title. Um, Yeah. Point. Point. It's the last asshole. Somehow Palpatine. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow the asshole survived. (laughs) What an asshole. Oh, if that was the if that was the line that Poe said, somehow this asshole survived. Rise of Skywalker might have been my favorite Star Wars movie of all time, <laughs> just because of that one line. Just because of that one line, and it would have been Poe delivering it, so it would have been perfect. 
Like, you can picture that in your head, right? Oscar Isaac just being like, somehow this asshole survived. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I will award it a point. Agreed. If, if anything from watching those movies is that if they're not killed on screen, they're not gone. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. Did you watch that somebody made like a cartoon of what happened to Palpatine? No, I don't deny that it exists. That's for sure. It's hilarious. He falls and he lands on the planet and like the ghost of Yoda's like, yeah, eat it. And he's like, no, I'm not dead. And he's like, what the hell? But I'm dead. <laughs> and then he just spends 30 years using the force to heal himself. That is pretty funny. And then he just gets up and sits down in a chair nearby. And then that's when everyone else shows up <laughs> at the end of the last movie. <laughs> so you know what my least favorite fan theory about Rise of Skywalker was when it came to complaining? Because Rey ended up being related to Palpatine, they're like, oh, I just can't picture the Emperor fucking. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was before he became the Emperor that he would have signed yeah, children. <laughs> like, long before he became the freaking Emperor. He was already old in the prequels. So there's a good chance he was already going that direction. Well, when did he go and track him down and kill him? Even was that before or right after? The, I would have uh, been okay if they just been like, "She's a force sensitive clone of the Emperor or something." All right, shit. We like gave that. it. We gave it three points. I'm not doing another nitpick the Star Wars episode. I think we've done enough of those. All right. Last week. All right. All right. <clears throat> this entry came from our friend over on YouTube on the Watch Me Cook channel. His name is Tom Dickinson. Nice. Okay, we are down to the final five entries. I promise you Katie's in there. Yeah, you've been promising that a lot lately. Well, there's still five left. Just not. I, that's it. I'm not telling you where she is. She could be the last one. She's, she's she could be the next five. one. She wasn't within the first 12. You are correct about that. That is a good observation. I do math. All right. This next one is extremely literal, and I appreciate this. Asshole in Wonderland. Tell me that's not exactly what fucking Alice was. Alice, yeah. Alice was a giant asshole in Wonderland. But she, like, completely changed the place for the better? Did she? It seemed like everything was under control. What, was, what, the, hell, what the hell in Wonderland was under control? What Wonderland were you watching? Was just getting people beheaded for whatever reason she wanted? I mean, don't they do that here on Earth? Yes, but what what, <laughs> what country okay. are we talking about, first off? <laughs> first no. off, that's fucked up that there's more than one. Come <laughs> on, Henry VIII, for crying? <laughs> oh, I'm Henry VIII, I am. Remember that? Yeah, I never heard that song until I saw Ghost. <laughs> okay, I don't... I'm, gonna, I'm not going to contest... No, I'm giving it a point. I'm I'm contesting the the theory that Wonderland was okay before Alice got there. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, because it didn't affect us. That's that's how Americans work, right? Like, it doesn't affect <laughs> us. It's fine. Jesus Christ, it's not Saudi Arabia, Eric. Hey, that affects us. <laughs> Fuck. We need to get our oil from somewhere. Fuck. All right. Anyway. Point, point, <laughs> point, point. Three points. All right. Eric, whose entry was this? Do I know this person? No. <laughs> Never mind. Now we're, there's no point in guessing now. Because <laughs> it was either going to be Katie or... Never mind. It's not Katie. It's our newest group member, Clarissa. You ready for this next one? I suppose so. Harry Potter and the Asshole of Fire. Oh. Someone point. had too many, too, too many flaming hot Cheetos. Eric's just and, throwing points out there now. And and earmarked. Oh, god damn it. All right. <clears throat> earmarked half the entry. There's, and by half, I mean three. Something about a fiery asshole. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you relate to this? <laughs> Do you have a personal relationship to this? I did when I had spicy uh, food the other fell day. Fell into a burning asshole of fire. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to give this a point, but there's a story behind this entry. Oh, God. Because uh, this was not his original entry. Our good friend Brian, who was just on the show last week talking about Game of Thrones. Okay. Our friend Mancubus. No, um... I messaged him out of the blue and was like, I thought of a really funny game entry and gave him another idea. And then apparently he had something that was similar to somebody else's entry and he changed it. Well, Harry Potter and the Asshole of Fire was an idea that I came up with and sent that to somebody else I was talking to. I'm like, I think this is funny. And then he played it. But he and I didn't have any conversations about this. So he independently came up with the exact same Harry Potter title that I did. Because when I went through all seven Harry Potter titles and decided which one would be the funniest, I thought Asshole of Fire was the winner. Brian thought the same thing. So Great lines think alike. I'm actually well, terrified. I'm actually terrified. Oh, and Brian, I will get to your backlog of music that you won't stop slamming me with at some point. But it's not happening anytime soon, bud. Keep sending me songs. I love it. All right, there's, there's three entries left. Which one is Katie's? We'll find out. Is it the next entry? No. The, the Rocky Horror Asshole Show. I think asshole could have worked in any word on in that, in that movie. <laughs> the Asshole Horror Picture Show. The Rocky Asshole. The Rocky Horror <laughs> Picture Asshole. <laughs> it works yeah point yeah man uh, this is from the only member to play this week that I don't know on a personal level <clears throat> a gentleman by the name of Chris McGinnis yeah Chris McGinnis he lives near us you doesn't He's mean in the York area. You can go visit him right now. Yeah, right now. I'm just going to end the show and go visit this guy. I don't know where the fuck he lives. 
York isn't exactly. <laughs> yeah, just go knock on doors, dude. York's ghetto is fucking places. I'm not doing that. I'll get shot. <laughs> the hell. I don't no. know if he lives exactly in York, but. <laughs> oh yeah, good. No, uh, well he lives in York County. Oh, that narrowed it down. There you go. First of all, fuck York County. I'm not going there. Not willingly. <laughs> wow, dude. <laughs> York County is what I drive through to get to Gettysburg. You don't. St- I'm not stopping there. Did I tell we you? We actually have him on the show sometime and talk about musical theater. Well, Chris, we're uh, sorry you live in such a shitty area. No, York has what? nice areas. It's got nice areas. Don't let's not. We're not going down that road. <clears throat> Two entries remain, and our next one. Is one flew over the cuckoo's asshole. Son of a bitch. That's a really good movie, by the way. I mean, the, the actual movie. Haven't yeah. seen it. It's real good. One flew over cuckoo's nest. Yeah. It's depressing. It's good, but it's depressing. I don't need depressed stuff. I, if I wanted to be depressed, I'll just think about my life. I was going to say, if I want to be depressed, I just look in the mirror. <laughs> oh, this show got dark. We're already talking, to, we're already down the rabbit hole on assholes right now, so I don't know how much darker I can get. We're down the asshole. <laughs> this is a colonoscopy episode. I might just title it something like that. The col- <laughs> this, is a, this is a dark day in nerd table history. This is how we turned 80, guys, by talking about assholes. <laughs> Uh, I liked it. I'll give it a point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And that takes us to our final entry. Yeah, so she was last, right? Yeah. I I didn't tell you who this one was. Because I want you to guess which one's Katie's. She was one of the last two. No, it's not that one. Okay. All right, fine. I'll give that to you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... My old Universal cohort, David Weigel, played that one. Yes, Katie was the last entry. You know I wouldn't have brought that up if, unless she was, like, at the bottom of the list. Eric, don't even... Oh. You were hold about on, to! Oh, I, wasn't, I wasn't about to. Uh-huh. You leave our little I'm sister just... alone. Alright, fine, fine. But, you know, you, you would be the one to put her on the bottom. Anyway, Katie's entry <laughs> to end the game. Katie, the bottom. Katie, right, go ahead. Katie, stop! Shut up! <laughs> I I, it's a, it's the simplest entry, and I can't even say it. Her entry is Jurassic asshole. Jurassic. Jurassic. You know what? I appreciate going out on a simple note. I'm giving it a point. Jurassic. So is that Jurassic Park or Jurassic World? Just went with Asshole Park. <laughs> that would just be a regular day at Disney. That's no, right? Disney. Are, that's just a regular ass day at Disney. I mean, okay. Okay, she gets a point. You bet your Jurassic. Uh, but, yeah. You bet your ass I can. I know who's my my chosen. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Hold on. I know who made this entry. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. It's Katie. You don't even know Katie. Uh, so, yeah, I know it's her entry. That's fair. All right. So Eric already knows his winner. Okay. Well, hang on, because I'm actually stuck. I got three that I'm leaning towards. <sighs> Son of a bitch. Maybe four. <clears throat> okay. Fuck. All right. Uh, Dan, do you want to go first, actually? Do you have one that stands out to you? No. God damn it. Am I going to have to read I'm them waiting. all again? I'm waiting for one of you. <laughs> Fuck. No, uh, that's how we're playing this? All right. Okay, what, what are his, what was his, like, three or four? All right, you know what? Let's, okay, right. let's start with Eric, because Eric already knows. Eric earmarked three. Doctor Strange and the Asshole of Madness, Deep Asshole, and Harry Potter and the Asshole of Fire. Okay. So which one gets your bonus point, Eric? Harry Potter and the Asshole of Fire. All right, Brian gets a bonus point. Brian walks away with four points. Okay, that's fine. I'm tied between... Well, Harry Potter and the Asshole of Fire I was kind of thinking about, but I also don't want to award it the point because I also thought of it. I like the stuff that I didn't think of that popped me better. So... Do I want to be that guy and pick pick dual winners? Do I want to be that guy? We've done that before. No, because I'm picking Asshole of Fire because I think it actually flows the best of it. You son of a bitch. Okay. All right, fine. It doesn't matter who you give your bonus to. Well, I'm not giving it to... Brian's already walking away with five fucking points. Yeah, it don't matter because he wins. All right, you know what? You know what? (laughs) Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. I'm giving out three points. I'm giving out three points. I'm giving out my three favorite entries all the points, and you can't stop me. Well, that's fine. Give all right. Why don't we just uh, flood the market with points then, huh? Okay. I'm, I'm not. Uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. I'm not flooding point, it. I'm not flooding point it. Inflation. Point inflation. Now points are are worthless. God damn it. <laughs> you used to be able to buy a three... <laughs> A three-bedroom, two-bathroom house. With your points? With your points. Now you can't even rent a one-bedroom apartment for a certain right. amount of points. And I'm not I'm not doing intervals like freaking Ellis would do. All right. if you, Eric, if you want to award a bonus point, this would be your time to do it. Deep Asshole. Deep Asshole gets a bonus <laughs> point. And which one? Deep Asshole. The Deep Asshole and um, my uh, the Harry Potter one. I already gave that one the bonus. Okay. All right. All right. I'm awarding my t- my top three, the three that made me laugh the hardest. <clears throat> Asshole in Wonderland, which is amazing and accurate. Wet Hot American Asshole, which I can take too many different ways to count. But the clear winner for me was definitely League of Extraordinary Assholes. That one popped me the hardest. I will give Brian an extra shout-out, but I'm not giving him a bonus point because he's already walking away with five. I'm not going to do that. Also, I thought of that entry. And that's just cheating. Is it, though? Because I earmarked it before you even told us. No. Yeah, but I'm also reading them. I also know who it is. I can't hide that. I can't hide that. 
I could, but it might just make it weird. All right. That was a really good game. I think Matt Hardman deserves uh, some accolades for this. That was good. That was a good game. And it came from a meme. GG. This was such a good game that if Matt thought of it on his own, I might have actually just given him a bonus point. Like an honorary bonus point. But But he didn't, so he loses one. (laughs) No! No! No no points for Matt! I award you no points. (laughs) Yeah, he gets a bonus point for such a good game, but then he loses it because he didn't come up with it. So he's back to three. Is that how we're doing? <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Arbitrary rules are arbitrary. <laughs> this is how... This is. By the way, for those of you who weren't around for the wrestling podcast, this is actually how it went down. Except we did it in, in point intervals of 100 and like 50 and 25. And that just got to be annoying to add up. So I just simplified it and said, fuck it. It's one point. One point per person. You can get three. Then you can get a bonus. Sometimes people walk away with six. Sometimes they don't walk away with shit. It was it was based on the at midnight hashtag wars. Yep, Chris Hardwick inspired this game. So, which was a game where you got a hundred points for doing well. Exactly. That's where we ripped the idea off. The, the original game was called at kayfabe, and then we changed it to points or consequences because we had consequences for the losers. And then it got to the point where that was irrelevant because we were liking everything and awarding it points. Alrighty. Eric? I have a question for you, my friend. What's up? Uh, Well, I don't have a question for you. Uh, This question was brought to you by one of our oh-so-lovely patrons. By viewers like you. How far? far? Was it... Is it far enough for us to take a trip? Or book a vacation? God damn it. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Alright, the reason why the show remains ad-free, with by ad-free I mean those obnoxious auto-ads that get thrown into podcasts, is because we have an actual sponsor. Motivational Vacations by our friend Emerson A. Cotton. Sponsors this show, keeps it free for you. If you go to emersoncotton.teletravel.com, you can book your next getaway by mentioning CKCC Radio, or mentioning my lovely name, and saying you're a friend of mine. You will get a three-day, two-night getaway. Absolutely free. Nobody's I know it's a money. lot to claim that Chris is your friend. And but, Dan can fuck right off. But, I mean, come <laughs> on, guys. Three-day, two-night getaway? I think that might be worth claiming to one specific person that Chris is your friend. Y'all just going to lie like that? <laughs> All right. Dan's off the Christmas card list. That's it. Where's my fucking document? Where I have all my friends' names and addresses saved. <laughs> Dan Peck, erase. Fuck your North Carolina address. I scrape it off. <laughs> you know, Christmas card for you, son. All right. Uh, Adrian asked this question primarily for Eric, but we can all answer. What type of gimmick or character would get you to tune into wrestling every single week? And Eric, I know you've given this some thought. Yes. So... <clears throat> I had this idea where it's it's a heel for other heels. Like, um, I don't know of a really good way to describe it, but I thought about this character who's 
a masked figure, so you never see his face. And it could be one person, it could be multiple people, but you don't know because, you know, the face is revealed. Think of, like, um, do you remember the dance group, the Jabberwockies? No. Yes, yes. Yes? Okay. So they have these, like... White masks. If they were, White masks. Don't know who's underneath them. And, and they, they all wore the same jumpsuit. Yes. So they're dressed exactly the same. But I would have this character be something similar to that, right? But you never see more than one at a time. It just looks like he's teleporting from place to place. And I figured you could do this by, like, putting um, the, the fog machines on the floor or something like that. Having somebody come out from the bottom of the ring and lights flash so like it blinds people temporarily and then they just move around to wherever they need to be and they'll just you know show up in the ring so like they'll start off like however far away the fog shows up they play some sort of you know weird uh grave type music and then like a lightning strike or a thunder sound happens the lights go out and then they come for like a split second not enough time for the person to run from where he's at, and now all of a sudden he's on stage. You know what Dan, I mean? I, 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 Dan, do you think Eric would have loved Lucha Underground? Oh, yeah. Just based on this description? I think that's wrestling for non-wrestling fans. Lucha that's Underground? Absolutely it was. Yeah. Yeah, because they did, they did shit like that. They treated it like you were watching a movie. Like, all their backstage oh, stuff. Oh, Robert Rodriguez sh- one to be specific. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Robert Rodriguez movie. They All their backstage shots had multiple camera angles and was clearly edited, and it was done with an actual production budget. But the whole idea was they were running an Aztec temple, and there were characters who were who were related to all these ancient tribes, and they, they could have some supernatural powers. In fact, Pentagon Dark was actively sacrificing people to the gods. The lights would go out, and when they came back, the person was gone because they got sacrificed. Well, the Matanza Cueto, yeah. And the show, unfortunately, got canceled, and we never got that conclusion, which kind of sucked. But really you would have loved Lucha Underground, because it did stuff like that. That's a that's an interesting character. Oh, man. Eric would probably have liked the the initial iteration of the Dark Order in All Elite Wrestling. They were They were kind of like that, right? They had the cultist thing going on. I just, like, there was something about, when I was a kid, The Undertaker and him not saying a word. There's just something about him not talking that just, I don't know. And now he's going into the WWE Hall of Fame this year, so he's going to give a speech. And he would do most of those things you said, but, you know, it would be like, the lights would go out, and it was clearly enough time for him to go somewhere else and be somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't instant <laughs> teleportation. But Undertaker uh, did the superpowers. They had the lightning strikes and everything. Okay. I You want to know what, an idea for a character I've had since 1999? Is it a Prince character? When WWF became WWFE... So they could become a publicly traded company on the New York Stock Exchange. I had the idea for a character who would have bought, let's say, 10% of the available stock. And they would show up on Raw and say, hey, 
I believe I own enough of this company that I get some say in what happens. Show to show. Now, I realize you guys own more than 50%, but I own about 10%, and I think that allows me to book, like, one match every Raw and one match every pay-per-view. And it would be the McMahons having to deal with this fucker booking a match every show. And they can't do anything about it because he's a stockholder and they've got to make them happy. Because if they don't, the stocks could go down. I like that. <clears throat> I, I like, like that. that. But it, doesn't, it doesn't even seem fake. <laughs> <laughs> that hits it's a little just... too close to home, dog. <laughs> <clears throat> I can't think of a good wrestling gimmick that hasn't already at least been attempted. I remember somebody said, like, has there ever been a good wrestling chef before? And I know there's they, they're out there on the indies. Can I tell you one of one of my favorite indie gimmicks that ever popped oh, me when God. I discovered it exists? Yeah, I know you know the story, Dan, but I don't <laughs> think Eric knows this. So this happened. Uh, I was up. I was up in Scranton. I was living in Florida at the time, so I was up in Scranton for one of the weddings. It was either Salinas's or Decker's, and I want to say it was probably Salinas because <clears throat> Matt Derline came over. And he brought he brought a wrestling tape, and we were watching the show. It has a cruiserweight Royal Rumble in it, and it's a bunch of guys that I've worked with. Like I believe Matt Turner and Jay Porter were like entries one and two, so it's people I know, people that like I met really early on in wrestling and have been and have known for years and years now. And there was a guy named D Ray Three Thousand. He was their champ at the time. He's like just on the outside. Basically, the whole time the match is going on, he's basically shit talking. Like, he's on the microphone, he's talking trash, everybody comes out, because the guy who wins is getting a shot at his belt. And D-Ray 3000 was somewhat of a name at the time, because he was in TNA, so he was on TV and everything. Never made it like it's a big 630, star. 630, yeah, baby. Mr. 630. <clears throat> so, Matt's, Matt's laughing, and he goes, okay, he goes, I want you to listen to the music the next entry plays, and it's freaking Highway to the Danger Zone. And out comes a guy wearing white with dark pants and everything. And I'm like, so who is this guy? And he goes, his name is Mike Flight. And his gimmick is that he's a commercial airline pilot. And at the time, like, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Because what? he's actually a commercial airline pilot. No, he's not. He races sprint cars. He's <laughs> <laughs> not even a freaking commercial airline. This wasn't Steve the Teacher who actually was a teacher and played that character in World Star Wrestling. <laughs> No, this was a guy who races sprint cars and then also wrestles, and his gimmick is he's a commercial airline pilot. Not like a fighter jet pilot. He's not Tom Cruise. He's not Maverick. He's a commercial airline pilot, like Bruce Dickinson. And I'm like, okay, that's the greatest gimmick I've ever seen in my life. Imagine if your flight is, and it's like, hey, um, this, is your, this is your pilot speaking. And then all of a sudden, just like, I I see shit from the Ohio Indies, and one of the things I always see is the freaking, the the big fat white guy that calls himself the family guy. That's his gimmick. And I'm like, really? That's the guy you're going with? That's the guy that actually actually looks like a real life Peter Griffin, yes. Yes. And, yeah, no, we're not. Remember when Stone Cold E.T. had a couple of cool and funny YouTube videos, and then... I don't. Companies actually started paying for him to be at their shows. Yeah, that's... It's like, come on, the dude had, like, two funny YouTube videos. Like, that's not put him on your show level. I'm going to run a show in Lancaster, and I'm going to book the Numa Numa guy on it. 
Yeah. And Everyone's going to be like, that's a 20-year-old meme. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, I'm a 37-year-old man, asshole. <laughs> You're going to have the, all, all your base arm along to us references. I am you. now. And Tron, Tron guy's going to be there. <laughs> and somebody's coming out to Badger Badger Mushroom. I just don't know who yet. Oh God! I mean, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the silly gimmicks. I've seen the Boy Scout gimmick. Uh, we had a kid at one of the GSW shows whose gimmick was he was a Pokemon trainer, and yes, he came out to the theme. We've had uh, what else have I seen? Uh, there's been, there's been a couple. Sometimes a good silly gimmick is good, and, and I'm, and I'm there's all for it. Kid Bandit, who is essentially he's the main character of a anime. Yeah. So he has, like, crazy hair, but essentially he's just a wrestler. He's just, like, you know. A wrestler with crazy hair. Yeah. He's, like, I'm the anime protagonist. Sometimes a good silly gimmick is fun, and I and I can appreciate it, so. But, of course, it's got to be a... <clears throat> All gimmicks have shelf lives. That's the thing. You can or only you go this so idea far. for a group of ants. And then one of them made a career out of being a lazy shit. Yeah, well, Chikara, Eric would have loved Chikara, because Chikara was all silly gimmicks. I got a DVD for you. Yeah? And and, and Matt Derline will once again inform you that he hates that match. It's one of the best matches I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, and Matt hates it, even though he was the ref for it. So, sorry, dog and squeak toy. Um, has there been a gimmick where basically it's the kingpin? Where like there's this one boss guy and he's also yeah bossing. yeah that's been around. that's been done uh, it's been done a couple times but I'm not gonna say it's ever really I been mean, done it's well kind of what Roman Reigns is doing right now in a way it's I mean Brody Lee was kind of doing that for the Dark Order <clears throat> there've been other mafia style groups like that in the past I'm not gonna say anything's ever really been done exceedingly well though. There's a full-blooded Italians. Yeah, but they didn't really have a leader. Was there one actual Italian? Well, freaking Tommy Rich was one of them. Tommy Rich was not Italian. I would have said Little Guido was the leader. There have been a lot of racial stereotypes that the person wasn't even that stereotype. Like Yokozuna. Like Yokozuna was a Japanese guy, but he's actually Hawaiian. But because he was fat and looked Oriental, he became a, a sumo wrestler. Because Vince McMahon. A sumo wrestler named Yokozuna. Eric would have been a big fan of the Hurricane. Because he was a superhero. You would have loved the Hurricane. His gimmick was that he was a superhero. Yeah, it was actually really funny because it just started with him showing up and he was like, oh yeah, I'm a fan of superheroes. And then, like, the next week he was a superhero. <laughs> and he has the Green Lantern tattoo, so it's and every time he was in a video game, he doesn't have a tattoo because that's a copyrighted symbol. Like, CM Punk has the Pepsi logo, so they can't put that and, in video uh, games. And the Cobra logo. And the Cobra logo, <laughs> so you can't use that stuff. Really? Even if it's modeled after a person? It's still a copyrighted I, logo. I, I mean, I understand, but I feel like... If you're trying to capture the image of someone, I don't know. So they had to put like you know a generic bluish reddish circle on it. Do I have arm. to find? I'm not doing it this week because we're running low on time here. 
Should I just find my old Word document? Because I still have it. With all the old silly gimmicks I came up with for wrestling, like for like creator wrestlers, and every one of them was a silly gimmick, and I everybody had a backstory and everybody had a dumbass name. Because I came up with that years ago, and I know I still have it. It's on one of these hard drives, one of my 12 hard drives here. I know it's there. And even I look back and I'm like, really? I thought that was a good idea, but... I mean, I've done shows with the the guy who thinks he's the vampire, but that's also been done before. They've done all the sci-fi horror monsters. They've done, they've done superheroes. They've done flat-out ripoffs. Uh, but the thing is, it depends on who's doing it and who's doing it well. If I came up to you right now, Eric, and I said, "Okay, so this guy here, his gimmick is that he's an undead zombie, and his powers are drawn from a magic urn." I mean, uh, on paper, that doesn't sound like it should be any good, but that was the original Undertaker. And you know who the freaking Undertaker is. Everybody knows who the Undertaker is. That's true. So, yeah. It, it really depends. A lot of it can depend on who's playing the character. Because there are characters that people came up with on their own that they, uh, they did. <clears throat> All right. So we had some other questions here. I want to get to them really quickly. We are actually very low on time. We're almost at the two-hour mark. So let's quickly... I want to give Randy his shout-out here. He wanted us to do an 80s-themed episode for this week. I like that idea. I'm going to save that idea. And we'll do that in one of these upcoming shows. We'll do do a throwback to the 80s episode while we're in the 80s right now, because we're in the 80s. Um, I had two questions from Matt Hardman. What's a TV show character you would love to see get their own spin-off series? And what are your favorite movie soundtracks? That might require some thought. I might have to think about that and get back to you. Yeah, should should we lot. save that for next week? Yeah. All right, we'll save that one for next week, Matt, and we'll get back to you. Um, Jeff Trellowitz asked, which company do you think is doing it right? Marvel merging the TV shows and movies together, or DC where the shows are separate from the movies? That's a pretty loaded I, question, too. Yeah, I don't know. I like... I like everything Marvel's doing, man. I really do. I just but, actually followed through when they initially started doing TV shows. Yeah. I feel like DC... DC shows are better than the DC movies. And it used to be the other way around where the Marvel movies were better than the Marvel shows. But it, that's... WandaVision changed that. Yeah. WandaVision led to a, 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 a freaking stream of shows that changed that. Yeah. So, I mean, I like the fact that they're all merged, but I also can understand that, like... Not every universe is linked to one another. And I feel like DC has the advantage there. Plus, DC could always do um, the reboots because of, like, Flashpoint. (laughs) I feel like DC has it easy because if they ever fuck up anything, they could be like, oh, well, new Flashpoint. (laughs) And then just start over. (laughs) You know what I mean? Lazy writing. Yeah. No, I I see your point, though. That's, That's a good point. All right, all right, I'll give you that one. Um, I think I think I like Marvel doing the shared universe the best because that means you can eventually connect everything. 
but I'll also co-sign and say I wish they had done that from the beginning. They had the foresight to do that from the beginning. They were yeah. planning on it, but then the, the TV people were different than the movie people, and they did not get along. Yeah. And so they kind of just blew all that up. And so but, none of but those I, Netflix shows are anything. But that means the... DC always has the potential to give you something that's even better than what you just had because it doesn't have to be connected. Case in point, the Batman. So there you go. Is that is that even DCEU? <laughs> uh, I don't think so, but still. It's so weird. All right. The last question came from Joey Image. What are your favorite brands of glue, microwave, staples, and milk? Elmer's? <laughs> um, microwave branding? I, I guess don't... GE. <laughs> staples? Staples, any, any, any kind of staple will do. And I, I enjoy my lactose-free milk because I don't get a stomachache from eating my cereal. Yeah. All right. I do like Gorilla, I... I do like gorilla Glue. <laughs> In your cereal? No, the Gorilla Glue. <laughs> I heard what you said. I'm just... I gotta end the show on some kind of a note here. All right. <laughs> All right. Eric needs to go walk his dog, and we need to get out of here because we're, we're at the two-hour mark now. Uh, we will be back next week with another fun-filled adventure here on the Nerd Table. And then two weeks from now is WrestleMania. That show might actually be up in the air because WrestleMania is two nights, and also my parents are in town. So we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. I don't know if we're going to take a week off then or whatever, but we're back to the weekly schedule. Everybody seems to enjoy it better this way. Um, I will still plan on some YouTube content. In fact, I gave these boys an idea for a show that I wanted to do for a 20 pictures, and I can't wait to see what they come up with. Well, I don't know if we can play those slides on YouTube. Yeah. Well, all right, I'll, I'll look for new pictures. They <laughs> they didn't get me Zuckerberg, so they're not going to get me whoever the fuck the YouTube CEO is, Susan something. Whatever. All right, uh, we had a fun time this week. Uh, we want to do more entertainment challenges. If you've got an idea for a show, get it to me before Monday evening, because I always start the game on Monday evenings. Give me your ideas. I consider 100% of the ideas that I'm given. If I think it's worthy of a game, we'll do it. These name change ones always seem to work out the best. So if you've got something funny like that, uh, give it to me. Uh, but I'm not going to do two of them in a row, so it can't be movies again. If you're going to do a name change thing, it has to be something different. And if you're going to do something with movie titles, it's got to be some a different idea entirely. I, I don't want to do back-to-backs like that. All right? Eric, any final parting words? Be excellent to one another. Fantastic. We'll see you guys next week. Take care. Bye. This has been another episode of The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio. Check out all the shows at CKCCRadio.com and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.